0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Ordei Dulce Desi, a podcast for brown women by brown women. This is Geet bringing you episode 10. Being queer in a Desi family is a tough battle. It's a traumatic and isolating experience. Fearing social isolation themselves, parents often respond to the child coming out with expletives, a lot of guilt, and a lot of shame. Sometimes the reactions are violent and almost always extreme in nature. Your entire life is spent maneuvering around the potholes of ignorant questions, other people's morality, and outright disdain and disgust of who you are. Feigning support while saying things like, well, you can still dress like a girl at least, is disingenuous. The right way to deal with someone coming out is to remind them that their identity doesn't change anything, and if it does, then you aren't an ally queer Desi youth struggle with depression and anxiety that follows them into adulthood as a result of their life experiences. Thankfully, there has been an increasing amount of representation in South Asian pop culture, which is creating a bit of a safer environment for queer Desis to start having the conversation. And we're seeing a lot more queer Desis coming out and getting married and familial support. But the battle isn't over yet. We're a long way from total acceptance. And we just have to still keep the conversation going, keep sharing our stories, hoping that things will get better. In today's episode, the Orte talk about how they learned of the LGBTQ community, the ideas and notions around the LGBT community in South Asians, and one of their experiences growing up as a a queer South Asian. Hello, Orte!
1: Hello, hello,
2: hello, Orte. Hello, Orte. Hopefully, all of you listening know what Pride Month is, but if you don't, that's okay. Pride Month is
0: celebrated,
2: pretty much it's become a global thing, right? Uh, globally, so I mean,
0: everybody should know about it, but of course, yeah. there's still countries that don't have Pride. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,
2: so we're celebrating and honoring all the... Our, our LGBTQ communities um, and also honoring the many sacrifices, the many challenges um, and acknowledging the work that they've done and the work that you know has been done to help support them as well. Um, but we still have a long way to go. One of the first questions I kept kind of thinking about was, what did I hear when I was growing up about the LGBTQ community? And so just, I wanted to ask you that
0: too. Like, what did you hear? I think my first run-in with the LGBT community was probably while I was traveling to India as a kid. I remember saying to my mom and asking her and saying, what's going on there? Not that I was uncomfortable by it or anything. It was more kind of curiosity. like I think they were doing something. They were dancing or something was happening. So, and I'm not sure if I was... Conscious of the fact at that time that it was a male dressed as a female, that it was transvestite. I don't know if I knew that even as a child. But that's my very first memory of in India dancers on the street and then being told almost ye ganda hai. Right? Ye gan- oh no, no kya hua? Chalo, chalo. You know, like ushering you along, like the kind of things that they do for if it. If a kiss comes on TV, when yeah. you're eight years old. Akeban <laughs> 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 So
2: just portrayed as like, don't. Huh. This is the society that you don't mingle with. You don't mingle. You stay with away them. from no. them. Yeah, no. I think deep, that's really interesting because I think that's also might be my first sort of time of seeing somebody different was in Pakistan, and seeing a group of trans men dancing. Um, and, like, dressed in Shalwar kameez, makeup and everything. And I definitely stood there out of curiosity. And I just, you know, like, just kind of like, you don't see that every day in Pakistan. And the only times do you, you do see it is, like, some sort of a party or a wedding like this, right? And so I think early on, just making that connection that there is a community that exists among us. But we don't want to talk about it. They're also made fun of. They are you know, also treated differently. So definitely picking up on some of those cues growing up. Um,
0: I feel like they're made fun of. They are kind of isolated. Like as mm, a marginalized, separate society. Marginalized. Sure. They're looked down upon. Yeah. Right? And... Even the terminology that's used to describe them is very kind of derogatory. Like how when I said hijrah, that's how it was introduced to me. But that's the whole point behind it, right? Right. It
2: was just normalized in our communities to like, yeah, that's what you call them. I, I also feel like there are a lot of moral judgments placed on people who identify differently. Um, and that morality can come from our cultures, it can come from our religion, it can come from, you know, all these different spaces, but there's some sort of moral judgment that's placed on, on people who do identify as LGBTQ. And I think that's really kind of what we heard growing up, right, right? Were those moral judgments that were being placed on these societies and, and we saw the discrimination and the marginalization happening even in our own countries in India and Pakistan. Where... I mean,
0: generally speaking, I feel like we're pretty sexually repressed anyway. For sure. So Absolutely. I mean, job straight. Oru straight. Mart ke saath or patani yeah. phoolo ke peechhe sab kuch kar homo homosexual sex is totally something right. out of like what?
1: For me, it was always like sex is a sin. Sex outside of a marriage is a sin. Um, homosexuality is a sin because Quran says that.
2: Growing up here, I think I'm I'm glad that. Like I used to have a gay friend in high school and middle school all the way into high school. And so I was like, now that I look back, I'm like, okay, I'm thankful that there was somebody that I was growing up with that identified differently. And I saw him being made fun of all the time as well. Right. Like I look back and I feel bad that I maybe didn't step in or I could have done more. And I also Didn't really know how to help that person either because I just, like, the first gay person that I'm actually meeting and, like, trying to, like, get to know over time. um, As a child, you sort of go, I don't know. You know, you're, like, always looking for other people's, like, approvals around you. Mm.
0: So Cues, social cues. I had very strong gender identity issues when I was younger. This is what a man does. This is what a woman does
1: in our in our society that's what we do that's what our parents do
0: yeah and like We're act like, like a girl can. you know mm. like,
1: exactly i heard that all the time act like a girl why can't you act like a girl
0: and yeah, yeah i got that all the time too mm. act like a girl like like i was very
2: tomboyish haso. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right. yeah <laughs>
2: You know, like you heard all these social cues about what you what people expected you to be and you weren't meeting that expectation. That's no, when you I, got s- told, right? I
0: failed when I was born. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I failed when Dismissed. I was born. Dismissed. Dismissed. <laughs> I just
2: imagined like a little F on your belly as a baby. Yeah, failure.
1: Failure. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> being, born, being born a girl in South Asian community is a failure.
0: You know the interesting part about it is that nowhere in Hinduism does it say that homosexuality is wrong. Yes. But culturally, culturally we are so homophobic.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I don't now,
1: know now thousands of years ago we were not.
2: But uh, it goes in against the grain of like procreation, right? Like that's yeah. the whole like. I think for people that hold on to that value of like, like I think for them, they just have a really hard time letting go of, well, this couple can also fall in love and they can be of the same sex. They don't need to procreate to like, in order to like fall in love. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's this sense that it's almost like this detachment from it that like, no, but how can how can that even be? Like, how can you have a life without procreation? I think for them, there is this, there's a strong like sort of value in that. Like, In my
1: sexually evolved self later on, I always thought that these are all norms that we create. Like Geetha has also said, a child doesn't know race. A child doesn't know gender. These gender roles are given to us. The same with sexuality. I'll make a crass joke and I say, "Who? How? how can you tell in the dark who's, Giving the (laughs) blowjob, lips are lips.
2: (laughs) So then, okay. So what do you think then? Like, so we're talking about all these things that we're like constantly unlearning, and also like learning about ourselves and about the world and people around us. So then, what should we do as South Asian women and as people to talk about this like entire community that exists within South Asians? And they're sort of double marginalized within our communities, right? Like, not only are they marginalized as South Asians and maybe as women as well, but then they're also, like, you know, like, dealing with the sort of acceptance in their families, belonging in their families, in their workplaces. I'm glad that we work in the U.S. because there are, like, you know, laws around these things that, like, anyone can work anywhere, right? Without being discriminated against. I know it's not... I know it's a pipe, it's also a dream that
0: I hope it gets better as well because people are still struggling there too. But I also, you know, I'm a big fan of passive resistance. Mm. I have not, growing up, I always thought that the only way to win was to be louder. The loudest one in the room is the one that wins. Time has taught me that that's not true. Mm. The one who lasts the longest wins. <laughs> 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 All puns intended. <laughs> and
1: then
0: you make fun of me and say, Oh it's sex shock shock and every one of us love innuendos, even the women listening right now, okay? All of us <laughs> Why too. not? So um, no, it's it really is. It's the one that just keeps at it. I appreciate growing up that I found a home outside of my home. So my friends, my family, the people that just wholeheartedly accepted me for whatever I am. It started at like 15, 16, where I started questioning my sexuality. And few of my friends fell off the map at that time itself. Uh, some got very uncomfortable. Some had major moral dilemmas. Um, some just stopped being friends with me. And that was fine. And still happens that people will decide that, hey, I don't want to be friends with this person because of her sexuality. Um, How old were you when you knew? I was questioning until I was into my 20s. Um, Because, and I don't know if it was because I really didn't know or because I just didn't want to accept it.
1: Yeah.
0: It was a really tough decision for me to come to terms with it because my parents, because of who my parents are, what they represent and what they stand for. And then the society around me was not open to it either, because they're religious people. And being around religious people, the daughter of religious people, and um, I'm very close to my mother, even now super, super close to her. So I looked for her approval. And I was petrified of disappointing her. Petrified. Probably also carrying the burden of the fact that she was already disappointed in life. Otherwise, mm. I didn't want to be one more thing. That would disappoint her in life. So it took me a long, long time. I was very uncomfortable. Sometimes I think I still am very uncomfortable um, saying it out loud. This was This podcast was scaring me. For quite some time, I was just thinking about it over and over, like I'm going to actually talk about this, where it's going to go down in posterity, and anybody can hear it whenever they want. And the whole world will know. Not the whole world listens to our podcast, but you know, it's such uh, delusions of grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> it's immortalized now. Yeah, it's immortalized now. Now mm-hmm. it's forever written in history that hey, Geet is gay. <laughs> yeah. So
2: we've well, so, you know, kudos to you for naming it when you when you could and in situations and in circumstances that you could name that for yourself.
0: Nayad, I mean I, I think to a certain extent I, I have always said that it's not a part of my it's it's something I am. It's a part of who I am, but it's not who I am. I feel like I don't do even relatively, like I don't do anything to stand up for LGBTQ rights. You know, I vote, but that's about it. You know, like I'm not, I'm not an activist. I don't go out and I'm not active in the community. Um, I doubt that I have the guts to do that. You can't take away from who you are. And this is who I am. And
2: I think everyone approaches that sort of advocacy in their own ways, right? Like, You don't have to go to a pride parade to, like, be an ally or be LGBTQ, right? So I think we all sort of practice those things in our own ways. And there is no one right way, right? There's a bunch of different ways that we do that.
0: Somebody could even turn around and be like, well, you just loathe yourself. That's why you don't do these things. And it could be 100% true. Maybe there is some deep down self-loathing that I can't go and openly do these things like a lot of people do I have no idea it's a like I said it's a part of who I am but it's not everything that I am I am a lot of other things too and that's just the way it is my passive resistance has been that way my partner goes with me everywhere you
1: know I think this should end because community acknowledges and accepts sexual predators who are your relatives. So <laughs> this this has to end. This is also stems from patriarchy and misogyny. So this we're here. We're ending it. We're all gay.
0: We're all gay. We're all queer. I'm waiting for the generation now that's just saying non-binary. We're no gender, man. We're genderless. Now what? harkwe mm-hmm. yeah. unknown, unknown, unknown answer kare na pe jaha pe hain like what's your ethnicity what's your sex what's your gender what's this what's that how do you identify everybody put bisexual lgbt i so am non binary i know this... this generation is doing it Yo, and...
1: my daughter's generation they call themselves all of them call themselves bisexual or gay or queer and yeah.
2: i think that's I, th- I really appreciate the fact that like younger younger people are pushing that right to say like we're exploring sex in a different way or we're exploring our bodies in different ways and that's okay. And I like, I wish we grew up with those ideals because maybe we would have been a little more confident about ourselves too. Right. Like we would have mm-hmm. had a little more just self-awareness about, okay, we could try these things or, you know, and I don't think there's so many of South Asians that probably never got that opportunity to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, and, Got the opportunity to do what? Explore their sexuality? To, like, just ex- yeah. yeah, to like, because it was so okay. It is so okay in US schools right now to do that mm. for themselves. That I think, like, if we were growing up with that, maybe we wouldn't have had such a hard time accepting or being LGBTQ. And so I think we maybe have had more acceptance and belonging. if in our age, going to high school and stuff.
0: You know, that's an interesting point, Sammy, you bring up, that it's not just in the South Asian community that this was haram oh, haram haram. Oh, for sure. Haram, right? Absolutely. Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. was growing up, it was really tough to be gay, even as a white person. Right. But, like, in the 80s and 90s, it was still really hard. LGBT was still fighting the fight, and people were still um, right. not comfortable coming out. I knew lots of mm-hmm. closet And then there and... was
1: AIDS. So then they were like, oh, yeah, they are being penalized punished. yeah they're being punished i mean it was yeah. so
2: stupid you heard that religious like morality coming through right? like oh look you know god time. is punishing all these like gay people for being who they are with aids and it's like okay sure So, what
0: did we get punished for for covid i know right? <laughs> for being bad to desert
1: yeah
2: huh true actually damn it i'm not
0: well, that's true, but that doesn't make any religious sentiments happy. Because
2: right. they're waiting for the scientists to do something about it.
0: Mm. <laughs> religious uh, majority, right? They think very strange. So how do you feel about this
1: now? About yourself? You said you're still sometimes uncomfortable. I don't um that. You don't see that. First time I met you, you didn't tell me you're gay, but I. It didn't matter to me, but I knew you were gay. So, and I've all my friendships, all my relationships, this has never been something in that. But I actually admired you.
2: I didn't know. I met Keith, and I, I literally didn't even think that like. I don't know. It just didn't even come to mind until Geet yeah. told me. And I was like, Hey, more power to you. That's awesome. <laughs> like,
0: I don't know, Geet, like, I you know, it, I think we also met at very different times in sure. life. Yeah. Like you and I, Sammy, we met when I was very young, when you were very young. Yeah. Um, and Amna and I met much later in life where I'm a lot more mature and comfortable with who I am. Um, but even then, think the reality, even then. the reality is, is that a major burden lifted once I told my parents, Okay. So that is the reality that, and even now the discomfort that I have doesn't come from me. It still comes from my parents. Like what happens when somebody goes to, they uh, hear them,
1: right?
0: Oh, uh, they asked me, What do you My daughter and my daughter's partner. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's still that's not gonna happen, right? So and that's why it's thrown in my face. Like, okay, they accept it, but they don't accept it. It's still something that will get thrown in my face from time to time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm very comfortable with the life that I live and my choices. Nahotito nakat. Jirayu every day, so I'm very comfortable. I'm fine with it. And when I'm private, like amongst people, my peers, <laughs> everybody knows I talk about it. But me for the sake of my parents. Which you know, a lot of people have a lot of comments about like you're not authentic and you're not just being who you are. And but I, I also don't think that they they appreciate the journey that I've that I've walked. And you know, they don't like know that I'm, either. right? They can never. really. Yeah, they know don't know it. know it either. Exactly. Yeah. They'll never understand it. We are different. We're South Asians. South Asians judge me. ki generation. Kahegi, judge karegi, ke you're not authentic. You're not being your true self. Dunke ki short pikunikati, tum ho. Live your life the way that you are. And it's like, it's not that easy. We come from repressive backgrounds. Where I stand today is very forward than where I was when I was 15. Mm. And more power to you. More power to you. It's amazing. Huh? Kyuke, journey bao difficulty. Mm. Yeah. Yahatak pochni kili, meri journey bao difficulty.
2: The fact that out of respect for your parents and sort of their perspective on things you know you chose this sort of passive revolution to carry forward, but I think that's such Thanks. a great that's such a great thing you sort of single handedly were able to carry both your own self and your parents' sort of upbringing culture whatever that is that they're carrying right you were able to carry both of those things and Basically, you showed up and you were like, this is who I am. You don't really have a choice. And they don't need to talk about it. They know it too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's eventually how it ended up happening. It was like, this is who I am. You want me in your life or you don't? unhone kaha tha ki I don't want you in my life, I was like, that's fine. And then Jab unhone I want you back in my life, I said, okay, that's fine too. How old were you
1: when you came out to
0: them? I didn't come out to them until I was in my 30s. They found out about um, my first experience when I was very, very young. And mm-hmm. they a very extreme they, me college, school, they, put me, they flew me off to India to go to India. So I was um, sent to India for a year to go and study there and basically no idea of when I'm coming back, which for a 15, 16-year-old is like, world-wrecking right yeah. literally i felt like they ripped me out and threw me in a place where i had nothing and i had to make everything from scratch at 15 16 years old and i yade phone pe and you know i was like it's not gonna happen you have to sort your stuff out so i was stubborn i back then i still had a right? passive revolution <laughs>
1: There were passive... more opportunities in India
0: to find a girlfriend. It's obvious, but... Hey, Baba, I was in love at that time. I was a 15-year-old girl who you had taken away from the love of her life. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. I'm telling you, I started the whole world. You're
2: going to have a passive revolution.
0: It's going, yes. No, I told you, you know, when I was born, I it started back then. <laughs> so, Bali, I think... you were a revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't, you know, at 15, 16, they took me and they, I was in India. Then slowly, slowly, a year they brought me back. things had moved on. but extreme situations with Um I lost my friend circle. I kind of, because in a year, I mean, you know how fickle we are in our teens. So my friend circles had moved on with their lives. That love of my life had moved on with her life, you know. So all of that had happened in that one year. And then I came back and I went through major... Um, episodes of depression and then fighting with them and got myself in trouble. I mean, it was ridiculous.
2: And so you spent a year in India. You came back. You sort of go on this journey of self-destruction.
0: Once you take that step, there's no turning back. You are the black sheep of the family. You're forever gay. So your entire youth is covered in the cloak of the mistakes that you're making. And I was not supposed to be. like The way they see it, you had everything set up for you. You were born with like a diamond spoon in your mouth and you fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting that they saw that as like
2: destruction and that, oh geet, you're stubborn. When re- in reality, you were like, I'm just making boundaries around myself. Like, this is who I am. You know, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And it's really fascinating that, like, as women, we're not really expected to do that. And so when we do do that, people no, see that you're as you being stubborn right exactly you're being mm. rebellious wait, wait,
1: wait. i'm labeled as a slut i've been called <laughs> you are a slut no country. country i've been called i i'm very proud to be that? yes <laughs> yes Gay
0: <laughs> always,
1: you're always belittled for your not to mention your achievements hello mention a little? Bit. No, the
0: achievements are never mentioned, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Achievements are so never I mentioned. So I
1: say just blame, and now in my family, everything I say, just blame it on me. Say it's because of her. We're
0: doing this. Yeah, too. me too. Yeah. Just be like, ah, oh, Geet did it. No. It's fine. Everybody expects Geet to do it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think
2: that's the, pretty common with the three of us, right? I feel like all three of us were
0: the black sheeps of our family. Black sheeps, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is so bizarre, Sammy. To me, it's like you fit every you check every box and still they consider you the black sheep which to me is like Lalu. Yeah, <laughs> i don't
2: get it <laughs> i don't get it either
0: i don't get it i'm like is it's never enough seriously Ugh.
2: to this day it's like
1: it's because you are we are all trying to please them we are wanting subconsciously still wanting approval from them and at some point you say it's not necessary i am who okay. i am I can. I'm. T- I try to live the life that you
0: want me to live, but I can't. Right. I think we've all done that. I think all, all of three us three have done us that. Have done pretty that, much. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's the other common denominator between the three of us. Yeah. We just we're like, yeah, I, four fucks more. Right. Yeah. But the, this is my zindagi. This is mm. what I'm gonna choose. This is the boundary. Right. <laughs> uh,
2: and that's it. Like that's all that matters. And I think that really just ruffles everyone's feathers. Like not just it our does, parents, yes. but like cousins and you know uh-huh. every like aunts and uncles everyone everyone's like ho oh, oh, oh hi and i hope that changes that's exactly why we're talking about this is that like we hope that having these conversations even if we can have these conversations in our own families either take these active revolutions or these passive revolutions i think those are those set those boundaries for our own families, and I think we can start change at these small levels. We don't have to go to like a hundred protests to do this, we can also protest right at home in our own ways.
1: And um, media, I think, uh, Bollywood and Lollywood both have come out with movies. You know, Pakistani movie Joyland was, hmm. was a Khan's film festival, and in India, there was a Netflix. Was it on Amazon or Netflix? Made in Heaven, that that show was about that. Movies, Badhai Chandrigar Kare, Ashki. Yeah. I think these are these these are good steps. Yeah,
2: they're increasing the representation of the LGBTQ community within South Asians, right? So
0: now that the the representation is increasing in Bollywood, people are becoming more less triggered by it. Yeah. So their reactions aren't as like, oh, hi, hi. Yeah. you know, they're just like, oh, it's and that indicates normalization, right? That
2: like slowly, slowly we are normalizing these conversations and we should and we could do more at any point in time. Right. Like even in our own families, like if there's comments being made, maybe just speak, speak up and maybe say something, you know, defend. It's OK to actually defend the communities as
0: well. Introduce your friend who's gay to your family. Exactly. exactly. We all need community. There are very few families that are very open and, and accepting in the brown community of their child's um, sexuality. Right. Yeah. Whatever that sexuality is. Yeah. But it's it's really tough for them to find. And even at home, even if they are accepted, it's still this air. Like, what if one parent is accepting you and the other one isn't? Right. You're still struggling. Right. What if your parents are accepting you, but then your chachas, mamas, tayas, and all those people aren't, and you still have to hide who you are in front of them? Right.
1: But you shouldn't have to. It's You shouldn't have to. Your, yeah. your parents should should be your protectors. That's what the hard part is for your generation and my generation, that our parents were not there to protect us. And so we did things that we thought we have to conform to society, whereas... Parents, it begins, I always say, it begins at home. They
2: may have been, they were absolutely protecting us in their own way, <laughs> right? Like, yes, absolutely. I think every yeah. parent does protection, is one of those things of that they provide as a parent. um But I think they were just doing it in their own way and what they thought was right. And it actually wasn't. <laughs> Sometimes. Mm, surprise. And that's, I think that's the tough part too is that in our culture, we can't say that to our elders. We can't say that you're wrong or that we can't say that, like, nay. Yes, I Right, like they take it very personally, and they're like, "Oh, you're disrespecting us."
0: Even if you can say it, yeah. even if you do say it, what do they accept it? Right, they won't. They won't so, right. they, Either they'll say nay, either they'll say no. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. I don't agree with what you're <inaudible> saying. <one>. <inaudible> <Yeah>. <inaudible> Two. Ke, nah, tha, right. So that's either way, it's still not making anything better. It's still not acknowledging that you could have done better. Right. You're not accepting that you're Matab, aapka motivation, you right. No, they don't care about that. Yeah. Because it's a perpetual
1: cycle, right? Because they lived a life where they deprived themselves of pleasures for self or they deprived themselves of Uh, an individual identity that's a western concept so then they look down upon their kids and they're like we sacrifice for you and look at you it's
0: like
1: okay the cycle ends here
0: yeah the cycle ends here i'm so over this that's why i never had kids i was like i don't know how i'm gonna deal with having kids so i just won't have them how about that I don't even i'm already doing too much unlearning
1: yeah one of the reasons for me to have a kid was this to guide them towards a life of freedom and being true to themselves which i couldn't be as when i was younger that's a really Uh
2: great gift to give right to your children um and to any young person out there but then i and i always kind of think i'm like how can how can we address homophobia in our families Like one thing that I've done is just been vocal about who I'm friends with. And I will tell my mom who I'm friends with. I will tell her that I'm going to a lesbian wedding. I will tell her that I'm going to some, you know, and so like just normalizing that conversation with her. She may react to it like, don't talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't tell me. She has said that to me too. But that doesn't stop me either (laughs) because I want her to know it's a very normal thing. That's been sort of just one thing that I've done repeatedly.
0: Mine has been a tremendous, again, journey. Yeah. Um, I've always t- tried to talk to my mom very openly and honestly. Um, has that gotten e- easier e- for you over the years?
2: To talk to your parents or maybe your mom versus your father?
0: It's gotten easier for me to talk to both of them, but that hasn't changed their reaction mm. i think it's just my being more adamant and like i said not caring as much yeah. ke... the thing that doesn't happen now is the abrasiveness like my mother isn't my family isn't abrasive to me anymore like they don't you know what i mean yeah. um and it used to be really tough for me to like I don't know what i had to like kind of talk myself into okay i'm going and you know like i gotta go work out so i can go talk to her kind of thing yeah. <clears throat> i'm
2: sorry i had to go used to that. be
0: yeah yeah it used to be really tough but now now it's it's getting better but the, you know she's more open now she's also will be at the end again what you don't know you're also a lot more afraid of and come from a place of fear and hatred When it's things like the unknown, you always assume the worst. Like it's not an unknown anymore. It's in your face. It's been in your face for quite some time now. So it's time for you to kind of come to terms with it. And Now that insecurity and the fear has gone away. And so it's become less (laughs) abrasive. They
2: have no choice either, right?
0: But that's awesome,
2: right? You are literally showing up as your authentic self. You don't even have to say anything. And you are literally sparking conversations for other folks and like just applauding you for doing that continuously. And yeah. cause I think that is exactly what we need. Um, that you don't have to come in all loud and go like, Hey, I'm here. I'm a lesbian. Like, you don't yeah. have to do that. You can literally just walk in quietly with your partner and be like, fuck you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I have arrived.
1: <laughs>
0: that's always been my MO, by the way. I show up and I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> Let's get the party started. I'm here. 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 I'm here.
2: I'm here. 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 i am here right? like, exactly i am here 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 i i am here i am here i am here i i am here i am here i am i meeting more people um seeing people like this like actually it within the communities within our own communities that's it's really helpful for all of us to like normalize that for us. And not
0: segregating them. Right. Don't exactly. segregate them. Don't segregate yourself as a as an LGBTQ person either. Don't just think that the only place you belong is in pride parades and at right. LGBT parties and at LGBT communities. It's great that you do that, but you also have to be a part of regular society and face it. Yeah. You know, like just deal with whatever is gonna come your way because that's how that was my thing. Mm-hmm. It's I know that there are people asking questions. I know that there are people pointing at me when I walk into certain places. I know that. I'm okay with that.
1: It's not easy. It's not been easy, I'm sure. Um, And you said that. But I I was going to say that who you love isn't up to you. You know, you you just fall in love. And whether it's a man or a woman or trans or It's, it is what it is.
2: I really want to, I hope that in the near future we have more and more acceptance and that I'm really glad that children are learning much more acceptance and what belonging looks like and feels like in schools.
0: I wish that sexuality wasn't a conversation that we were having because it's nobody's damn business. I wish um, religion wasn't a conversation because, again, not anybody's business. You know, these are, there are so many things like that are, you do in the privacy of your own home. And I feel like now we have binoculars in everybody's house watching microscopes, maybe. Why is this even something we're talking about? Can we talk about like, what are you doing with your life? Right.
1: It's, that's <laughs> what it stems from. They're not doing it. They need to do more of that. Mm. <laughs> Whatever they want to do huh guys why don't you worry
0: about why you're not having sex (laughs) why are you so concerned about who else is having sex with what (laughs) like when
2: your religious morals or whatever morals wherever they're coming from i'll stop knocking religion but like wherever your morals are coming from and if they're telling you oh you can't do that then i'm sorry but you need to fuck off because you know like don't place your morals on what i can or cannot do hell yeah what would you say to your, like, younger self? <laughs> or what would you say to young people out there right now
0: who are going through this sort of silent struggle? Same thing that I said the last time. You're amazing just the way you are. Um, It's going to be difficult. But I would remind my younger self that you're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Not to give up, right? Yeah, not to give up. You're going to make it. You're going to be okay. So, you know, I took things a lot more to heart as a kid, got really deeply affected by those things. Um, and you'll, you'll get to a point where it'll, it'll all be okay.
2: Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. And thank you for being open to having this conversation and, you know, having others hear your story as well.
0: I think that's really powerful. Um. Thank you for being my community. Yeah. You guys are f- fantastic. I, I really um, appreciate
2: this intersectional community that we have. Right? Yeah. The fact that we all come together, no matter what, it doesn't matter. No matter what. Yeah. Um, no, this was really beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, Pete. thank you. It was an honor. Thank friend. you, ladies. I love you guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: I Love, love you. you too.
0: <laughs> Orte. Orte.
1: Orte
0: coming out And that brings episode 10 to an end. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We here at Orte are, have started a new campaign on our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Insta and TikTok. Through our new campaign, we are sharing the anonymous voices and stories of South Asian Arte. Some are confessions, some are just silent thoughts. Nothing is taboo. If you have a thought or if you have a story that you'd like to share that you just want to put out there, um, you can shoot us a DM or an email and we'll share it for you anonymously. After all, the truth is empowering. Thanks for tuning in. This is Geet signing off.